I'm the uh, substitute minister once again, so don't be... <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I have a message for you that that uh, the Lord gave me several years ago when we were still living in in Hungary. And it was it was special to me then, it's special to me now, but I, I believe that for the time we are living in, this is a critical message that anyone can take if if you wish to do so and put it to work in your life. So I'd like to pray over this message and then we'll begin. Father, we thank you for the Word of God. Lord, thank you that we are your sheep and we do hear your voice. And so, Father, as you speak to us tonight, I thank you that you're opening hearts to receive, that every one of us has ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to us. Father, I thank you for your anointing on me, Lord, that you would speak through my lips and and that I would deliver the message that's on your heart, that it would come from you and not from man. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, we were living in Budapest. We're, as you might know, we're missionaries, and, and we, uh, we're living in Budapest, Hungary. It's, it's a beautiful city, and things weren't going the way that I thought they should. And, you know, in the morning we would, we always sit and still do have, have a time of, of reading and prayer, and I, I know none of you have ever experienced this, but I was feeling sorry for myself. So, you know, maybe you know somebody that's felt sorry for themselves and you can, you can help them with this. But I just, it seemed like the wrong people were getting blessed. And I was doing my best to, to walk what God was showing me to do in His Word. And it just, uh, it just seemed like things were falling flat. Now, I should have known better because we had been missionaries in Mongolia before that, and the Lord already delivered me from a pity party that I was having back then. And in Mongolia, we had, this was our first out of the U.S. mission stop. And when we first got there, things were just flowing and going and everything was working just wonderfully. And then after a couple of months, it's kind of like we hit a wall. And, and there I was again, feeling sorry for myself. And, and, you know, it was, you know, 50 below zero, uh, on a warm day. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not joking. It was that, it was that cold. It was, uh, the coldest place I have ever been. And I've been in some cold places. Um, but I'm sitting there, uh, feeling sorry. And it, one of the things is, when, when your missionary that you're supporting is out of sight, sometimes it's easy to forget about him. And so, um, don't do that. I'm, keep them before you because they depend on your prayers, not just your finances. That they need that too. But the prayers of the people that are staying behind are very important, and a lot of people don't realize that. So. We could just feel that, that the support in the prayer covering was kind of slipping. And I was, I was down. You know, it was my, I'd been, I'd been a pastor. I had been on other missions trips within the U.S., but this was my first time really away from home. And so I'm sitting there 
And meanwhile, Marta and, and some of the other kids had been out shopping. Now, we had some Mongolian girls and, and a young girl that was with, living with us at the time. Her name is Esther. And they came back all excited because they had a bag of beans. Not really the most exciting thing to me, but they had, what well, I think a kilo or two kilos of, of beans, dried beans that you would put in soup or whatever. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm glad you're happy because I'm, I'm having a pity party and I'm going to stay with it. So they, they came in and, and little Esther came in and says, Daddy, look, look what I found. They found, and I, I don't know if you can possibly even see this, but they found a bean, and this bean is is close to 25 years old, and and it's really hard to see. It's it's darkened over the years, but this bean has a perfect little smiley face on it, and and I, you know, it's 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 hard to see. I'm sure on the on the screen. Uh, if you'll promise to give it back, I'll pass it around. But uh, there's, there's a. Can you see the little smiley face there on that bean? When the, when the bean was lighter, it was easier. It was more obvious. And I, that was God's message to me. <laughs> Maybe don't worry, be happy. But it was. I mean, you think about. See, in in Mongolia. They they don't grow very many crops. Everything has to be imported. And this bean somehow made it into that bag that ended up in our kitchen and did not end up in the soup. And and I, just, I was in tears. I was just, God, I mean, you can't convince me that God did not do that for me. And it was it was just one of the most amazing things. And and I still carry that bean around with me wherever I go, and and it's it's just a special thing to me. But here I was in Budapest, going through the same thing again, for maybe different reasons, because we had been there a while, we we knew kind of what we were doing, and and things just got like wasn't happening. The wrong people were getting blessed, like I said, and so I'm sitting there doing our morning devotionals, our, our prayer time and, and Bible reading, and I heard something that I hadn't heard for 50 years. I'll count it up to see if that's right, but it was at least 50 years. I heard, and I don't mean I heard an audible voice, but I know it was it was the voice of God. It said, stand by for heavy rolls. Now, if anybody hearing this has ever been in the Navy, you've heard that before. Stand by for heavy rolls is is something that is broadcast when your ship is either going to hit bad weather or maybe your ship is changing course and and you're going to go over the the wake of other ships and and you're going to start rolling more than normal now my ship it it was the USS Donner LSD20 and those who, of us who are from the 60s uh it was a big joke back then. The, I was on an LSD. I took a trip on LSD, uh, but it was a different kind than the people that were dropping acid back then. Uh, it was a, it was a, not a very big ship. Well, it was 500 feet long. It may, might have been, uh, 
three or four hundred crew, but we would carry at least that many, maybe five hundred or more troops. And the troops we would carry would be either U.S. Marines, Army Recon, uh, underwater demolition, which at that time was, was the same thing as the Navy SEALs. These are the special forces, the elite forces, the toughest, roughest fighting people in the world. And I'll tell you, they're not normal people. They, they just are, you know, they, they like pain, I, I guess. I don't know. But when you're on land, then they're tough. But when you're out at sea, that's my territory. And my ship, an LSD is, it, the, the letters stand for landing ship dock, which meant it had a rounded bottom. It wasn't like the big ships that have to go way down under the, under the water. So even in calm seas, we were rocking and rolling. And when we were underway, we'd get ready to, to, uh, change course and, and we'd hear, stand by for heavy rolls. So we knew that it was time to get, get close to something solid that I could hang on to and get ready for change. Change was coming. I want you to bring that up to now 2020. We've already seen change coming. And in the same way, we need to be, be in a, in a secure place, hold on to something solid, and get ready for the ride. It, it may not be the most pleasant thing, but if I'm a, if I know ahead of time that something's gonna happen, I can be ready for it, and, and back in my Navy days, it was kind of fun to go through that, because I knew what was coming, I never, you know, I would just hang on and enjoy the ride, the, the Marines and the, the Army guys were turning green and throwing up and, uh, and I was just laughing at them. You're not so tough now, are you, big guy? So, uh, that's, that's what happened at the table that morning. Stand by for heavy rolls. So, as I heard that, God led me to some scriptures that I want to share with you that really helped me, uh, get things back in proper order. And the first one I want to share with you is in 2 Timothy, and I know a lot of people have quoted this, and it really applies to today. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 says, But know this, that in the last days, if you don't know we're in the last days, you haven't been paying attention. In the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, Proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Does that describe what we're going through now? I, it's, it's, uh, you know, this was, this was several years ago and it, and it ministered to me at that time, but I believe it's also a message for this time right now that we're going through. But then go down to verse nine and this is where it started to turn the light on for me. But they will progress no further. 
for their folly will be manifest to all as theirs also was. They're talking about verses up above Jannes and Jambres that was were opposing Moses. Verse 10, the first two words, but you, but you will will have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at at Antioch, Iconium at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ will suffer persecution. Now that might not be such a, a happy thought there, that suffer persecution, but if you know these things are coming, and, and what we're living through right now, we can read it in the Bible. That's why, that's why it's, as believers, we don't have to be in fear of this. And we don't have to be depressed. I know a lot of people are getting, uh, so upset and depressed. Well, hey, if you watch the news all the time, that's what it will do to you. We need to be more conscious of magnifying what God does for us than we do magnifying what they're saying on, on the news at night. And, uh, it's, it's, if, if that's what you feed, that's what's gonna grow. Uh, but this was this was a picture of what I was what I was going through, and it, and it said to me, whatever else is going on around you, and we'll see a couple of other scriptures similar to this. But you, and I'm telling you, no matter what you think you see on the news or in in uh, what's going on, you need to do what God tells you to do, and that's where we are now. You know, as as Paul wrote this, he talked about the persecution as affliction. It's interesting. Uh, in Second Corinthians four seventeen, he called those things that he had been through his momentary light affliction. Isn't that interesting? The you know, shipwreck, snake bit, beaten, all that momentary light affliction. See, it's 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 how you perceive those things. It's it's where your focus is really, and if your focus is on the negative. That's what's going to grow around you. If your focus is on what God has for me, no matter what else seems to be going on around me, I need to stay focused on what God has. Uh, let's keep going in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, down to verse 13. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Now that that's not something that sounds all happy either. We're seeing evil getting worse and worse, more blatant than I have ever seen the distinction between good and evil. Evil, evil's gonna come and evil will even get more evil. I don't know that we are at the peak yet of what is, what is going to happen, but we need to be prepared. We are standing by for heavy rolls and we're prepared for it. Um, and we cannot just be spectators. We have to take our place, especially in the area of prayer, knowing who we are. We don't need to be depressed. I, I can't think of a worse witness than a depressed Christian. I mean, we should be, no matter what else is going on around us, we know who we are, we know where we're going, we know what the reward is, and and we should be you know, we, we may have to participate in some of this, but we're not, we're really not even part of this world. We're, we're just passing through. 
and we're aliens here. So uh, even though evil will get more evil, that means good needs to become more good. And that's you and me. We need to stand up for who we are and what we know to be right. And then down in verse 14 again, there it is again. But you, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. And uh, then the Lord took me to Psalm 91, another one that's been very popular. And, and it's actually when we first got married, it was our insurance policy. Psalm 91. And Psalm 91 uh, starts, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, it's important what you say. It's important what you say of the Lord. It's important what you say about the the things that you're experiencing, the, the obstacles that might be in your way, the, the giants that might be in the land right now. Don't don't magnify them, magnify the Lord. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night nor of the arrow that flies by day nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Are we describing again what's happening in some of these cities? A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes you shall look and see the reward of the wicked. I'm telling you, these people that are... Participating in the, in the rioting and the destruction, the anarchy. They have no idea of the seeds they're planting that is going to be returned to them. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Because the, the, with the same measure that you use is the same measure that you're going to receive. And, and I, Lord, help them. Bring, turn on the lights in those people. They need, they need, uh, they need the Lord. Now, we'll go back to Psalm 91, but I want to, the Lord also took me to Psalm 73. And Psalm 73 really described what I was feeling at that time. And I think it describes a lot of, a lot of things that are, that are going on in people's hearts and minds right now. The first verse says, truly God is good to Israel. Or we could say God is good to His people. We are His people. God is good to us. To such as are pure in heart. And I'm thinking, yeah, I know that. But it didn't seem to be a reality in my life. You know, you you can know things, but if you're not doing it, if, you need to be a doer of the Word, not just a hearer only. There's a, a pastor that we, we know up in Ocala who made the statement that I, I use quite often. And he said, don't make the fatal mistake of thinking that just because you know something, you're doing it. And that, you know, that can be for anybody. It can be especially in ministry. When you're so busy, uh, preparing and teaching and ministering, 
that that you you know what what it says and you think well I must be doing it because I'm here and I'm I'm doing it and it's not necessarily the truth. Verse two. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled; my steps had nearly slipped. That was me, for I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Down to verse five, they're not in trouble like other people. Uh, nor are they plagued like other men. Uh, let's go down to verse 12. Behold, these are the ungodly who are always at ease. They increase in riches. Surely I have cleansed my heart in vain. Poor me. I've, I, you know, I've done everything I know to do and I'm still not blessed right. Uh, I was stupid at that time also. But it says, all day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning. Verse 16, when I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. That's where we are now. Then I understood their end. Surely you set them in slippery places. You cast them down to destruction. Oh, how they are brought to desolation as in a moment they are utterly consumed with terrors. As a dream when one awakes, so, Lord, when you awake, you shall despise their image. I don't know how long the Lord is going to let this go on with what's happening in in not just this country but around the world, but when it changes, these people are going to be sadly awakened to, to what their error has been. Verse 21 says, Thus my heart was grieved and I was vexed in my mind. I was so foolish and ignorant. I was like a beast before you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by the right hand. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon earth that I desire besides you. For indeed, those who are far from you shall perish. You have destroyed all those who desert you for harlotry. But, there's that word again, but it is good for me to draw near to God. Say that again. It is good for me, it's good for you to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God then I may declare all your works. Now we'll go back to Psalm 91. And uh, we'll pick it up in verse 9. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Plague, you're not welcome here in Jesus' name. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. There are angels working on your behalf. When we had the hurricane that came through here a couple of years ago, I I am convinced that angels were guarding our property. And and I know that there was a lot of destruction, there were a lot of trees down and everything, but but 
angels watched over us. And we, we sat up and we recited scriptures and we, we, uh, we sang and we worshiped. We'd turn on the news for maybe ten minutes and then we'd turn it off again, but go back into the praise and worship and, and reading scriptures. And finally about midnight, we decided, you know, what else can we do? Jesus went to sleep in the back of the boat. Let's go to bed. Let's go to sleep. And we woke up the next morning to the most beautiful day. And the only thing that happened, you know, on, on a palm tree, you cut off the branches and it leaves this little stub. Uh, and it, I had, I had been planning to pull some of those off. All my, pa- my palm trees had been cleaned. And all those little stubs were, were laying on the ground around the tree and I just had to pick it up and put it away. And uh, thank you, angels. You guys did a good job. But they're they're there, and he's given his angels charge over us. In their hands shall bear, bear you up. Uh, verse 13, you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. And then starting in verse 14, this is God speaking. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I think we must we must quote that several times a day. With long life, he will satisfy me. With long life, he will satisfy you. That To be satisfied, that means you're living in good health. You have... Uh, prosperity to do what you need to do and help those who need help. With long life, He will satisfy you and show you His salvation. So, this is this is where where God was leading me. And then there's one more scripture that I want to share with you. John chapter 15, and we'll start with verse one. I won't read the whole thing, but in verse one, uh, it says, "I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser." This is Jesus talking. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You know, God wants us to bear fruit. Uh, verse 4, Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. We cannot do this alone. Amen? Uh, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For, there it is again, without me, you can do nothing. And, and we need to really get that into our thinking. Without him, we are lost. Amen. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, that's important. If you abide in me in Jesus and his words abide in, in us, it says you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide 
in my love. If you keep my commandments, verse 10, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Verse 17, these things I command you that you love one another. So what does that have to do with what we've been talking about? Three things the Lord showed me during this uh, to bring me out of this pity party that I was in and help me to to stay strong and and focus on what's important. Not necessarily what is seems to be urgent, but what is important. Number one is stay close to God. We've seen that in the Scriptures here. Stay close to His Word. You know, His Word in your mouth is very powerful. His Word in your mouth. And the last thing is love one another. You know, we need each other. We need to assemble together. We need to, we draw strength from one another. But we need to stay close to God, stay close to His Word, and love one another. These are those solid things that you can hold on to when the storm comes, when, when the heavy rolls begin. That, that you can, I mean, there's nothing stronger, more solid than the Word of God. God and His Word are one. And if your focus is only on what seems to be going on around you, you're, you're never gonna, you're never gonna see the full picture of, of what God has for you. And holding on to something solid, the Word of God, will be critical for you to get through the storm, to get through the, the chaos that the, the enemy wants to put on us. And Satan wants so bad for you to listen to the voice of, of chaos and destruction and, and to give up. And if you give up, it's over. That's, that's the end of it. But the one thing that makes all of this even possible to work is our love for one another. Now, this is kind of the short version of, of what God brought me through, but it is so important. I want to say it one more time. Stay close to God. Stay close to His Word. That means getting His Word in you and speaking it out of you. And then love one another. I want to thank you for the opportunity to, to minister tonight. And uh, we thank you for Pastor David and, and Scarlett. And uh, thank you for lifting them up in prayer. And uh, let's just pray and we'll be dismissed. Father, we do thank you for your Word. Thank you, Father, that your Word is true. It's tested. It is light and life to our whole being. So, Father, we thank you that as we face troubled times, Lord, we don't have to be in fear. We don't have to be in torment. We can go forward knowing that we have you to hold on to in the storm, in the, in the heavy rolls. And, Lord, we are prepared 
The saying is to be forewarned is to be forearmed. We know ahead. We have your word that tells us the things that are happening even right now. But Father, we can rise above that. Your word says that in this world you will have trouble. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So Father, we are overcomers. And we declare that we are more than conquerors. We thank you for giving us the strength and energy and and power of the Holy Spirit to conquer all things that might try to, to take us the wrong direction. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.